Hello, I'm Claire Cooper. And I'm April Wilde. It's time to kick back, relax, and surrender. Surrender. Welcome to With Intention Podcast, a place where we grow, we flow, we delve deeper, and peel back those layers and just learn a little bit more. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. It's a little bit different. It's a new year, so we're doing things slightly differently because obviously, well, those that are listening, they can't actually see, but I have my little my little daughter with me behind me hiding. Hello, April. How are you? Hello. I'm good today. How are you doing this morning? It's been a busy morning, I have to admit. We've been very, very busy here, but looking forward to get, you know, talking about what we're going to be talking about today which yeah. is my birth story. I'm which so I, excited for this. I've been waiting for you to kind of announce this on your channels and your Instagram and yeah. just talk openly about it because I think it's so needed for people. And we hear like lots of horror stories all the time and in in our normal life. And it's really important to hear some positive stories and to connect in. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I've touched on it lightly already on Instagram, but I haven't actually gone into detail. So that's what I'm going to do today. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, how, it's a new year. Let's talk about the new yes. year because this is like, you know, this is a fresh start. Um, mm-hmm. And how's how was your ending and yes. beginning? I felt so, I feel so refreshed actually going into the new year. I feel like it gives everyone a little bit of energy. And I found that before Christmas, we all got ill, all our family and I think a lot of the flu and different things have been going around and I just felt so tired and lots going on the kids off school and it's been really nice just on the lead up to the new year's eve to like plan and intention set I'm a big one against I don't like doing resolutions no I don't yeah because it's like something we need to resolve and actually I think we're perfect as we are and accept myself as as I am but there's always some little intention I want to take forward into a fresh new year I think it just gives us a little bit of light, a little bit of positivity. And I think we have to not overwhelm ourselves as well, just one step at a time, because often people crowd up with, like, I'm going to cut this out of my diet. I'm going to, you know, we're running every day, do this, do this. And it gets a little bit too busy, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think the whole, res- it's interesting you touched on that, the whole resolution thing. I'd stopped doing that quite a few years ago because I felt like it created this unnecessary pressure and and I didn't find it very healthy. So anyone else out there that might be feeling the same, I don't do them. I do exactly what April yeah. does. And I just carry on through the year, but bring nuggets such as like, well, okay, well, I want to be more mindful, but I'm not going to put any pressure on it. I'm just mm-hmm. going to exist in this space and adopt that mentality. So um, yeah, I, I'm not into resolutions at all. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that. And you've got a fresh new little baby. How old is she She's this a- week? Look, she's there. She's oh. seven. She's seven weeks. So um, it's been interesting for sure because I'm like yourself and like probably half the country and anyone else out there uh, in the other parts of the world. There's been viruses going around and bugs, and I've just been a magnet. <laughs> I think we both have. What's been going on? We were texting each other, going, yeah. "You know, I'm so poorly. I'm not feeling too good." It was constant, but you know, we're, we're on the men now, and uh, and I mean, I have to say, Claire, the fact that you're doing a podcast right now, that you're on Zoom. I mean, for those listening, by the way, we are doing with because of Claire's just had a baby, and we've got a lot going on. We we were trialing doing a video version of the podcast, and 
it's inspirational like how you're even the work you're doing and balancing motherhood with two little ones yeah it's so good but you stepping into your power this year and stepping into my power of chaos guys I'm gonna get real (laughs) it's absolute carnage in our house at the moment and I'm not going to shy away from it that's another episode we'll talk about that (laughs) we'll get real about motherhood on another app but can you well oh yes the card the card I was gonna ask you actually um have you got an intention you want to share like for going into the year as I um I chose just one word which was I'm not very good at this personally but it's to receive and it was very powerful because I'm 24 weeks pregnant at the moment so with my fourth little baby and I'm very much I do a lot for others and I'm always doing women's circles I've got a business with a team of staff and I was like you know I'm gonna try and dedicate 2023 to you know have more self-care receive Mm -hmm. more maybe ask for help ask for support like you said we it's busy with kids and family life and we need to ask for help more, I think, in our communities. It's a shame back in the old days, we used to live in big, big families and back in, well, still in other tribes around the world, they have massive communal groups. But we've grown into a world where we're very segmented. We've got family all around the world, like my dad lives in Florida. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's tricky to get that support. So we've got to reach out for it. Mm. Yeah. Well, my my intention, I suppose, actually, I want to eliminate worry because worry mm. is such a, oh, it, it it's such a, it sort of harbors in you and it's it it doesn't it manifests in so many negative ways. Sorry, I couldn't find my words then, but just in a really, really negative kind of state of being, and I don't want to be there anymore. And I think I've done my fair share of worrying. Um and you know, no, don't no more of that. But anyway, let let's do the cards. Oh, yes. Well, this might give us more clarity. And for those listening, we hope that this might give you a little intention for your mm. gear going forward. So let's see got my empowered women cards today oh so this one is my voice matters oh powerful yeah your your words are your wand aren't they well isn't that powerful for us I feel like this year we're really dedicating to this podcast and we want to become you know a light for people where they're feeling a little bit down and they are living a chaotic life or they've got money troubles or whatever's going on we'd want people to come and be able to listen and be able to switch off and we give them little nuggets of just joy and happiness you know for the day so we hope this podcast is inspiring all those listening and we're so it's so nice to see all the reviews coming in and the feedback and I know you were at the in the woods the other day and someone came up to you didn't they which was so nice it was very nice I'm sure she'll be listening to this now so thank you very much everyone that Mm. comes up to us and and drops us messages and feedback please do rate us if you do like our show It, it it really does help um encourages us and also guides us as to what you guys want for content as well um but you know it's interesting that you you know you pulled that card because you know our words are so powerful um and we've talked about that previously but I know that Florence Scoville Shin she was an old author um and she um not an old author but she was an author way back and um she would talk about your words being your wand and I think we have to be really mindful of that of how we Mm -hmm. use our words um and I am certainly certainly trying so hard not to be negative but you know when something comes in and you think oh, yeah. where did that come from and you get so frustrated and it's checking in with yourself and I'm sure people out there feel the same just these curveballs that keep flying at you and it's making a choice of how you react and sometimes I react terribly I really mm-hmm. do and it's owning up to that and accepting it and making some shifts and that's what I'm doing this year yes well <laughs> you're so right like our language I was reading this article the other day that our voice is like a, a, 
every word we speak is like a contract to ourselves and we're putting it out to the universe. So if we're saying, oh, I just look horrible today and I feel just ugh, like fat, mm-hmm. or, you know, if you said something like that, it literally is sending out an energetic contract into the world that you're st- stepping into that space. So even if it's someone struggling, they're listening, just starting to speak a little bit more positively, a little bit more nicer about yourself, about people around you, sharing compliments with people you meet in the street. It's like, you see, you know, those people that walk down with a smile on the face and they're constantly connecting and smiling. And I think it, that's something we need to do. But like you say, I'm not perfect. <laughs> Some days when the kids are wild, like over Christmas and you feel like you lose control. <laughs> and I think it's actually, it is interesting you say you lose control. And I think we mm. all do. And we have to kind of be welcoming to that feeling of mm. of looseness and uh, the, the the feralness that kind of comes with our children sometimes <laughs> or, or other people around us because we can't control everything and I I think losing control is what I certainly struggle with and perhaps other people do out there also and it's it's also but that creates resistance mm. so uh, it's a frustration it's a frustrating situation to be in because you want to be in control but that creates a quite a negative uh energy I find trying to yes, pin everything right. down you're right and you want to you want to just listen to your feelings. So you just checking in. So it's all about feelings. So like, right, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Why don't I just like observe what's happening, observe, take a few deep breaths. And then I might be able to react because it's all about a reaction, isn't it? So I might be able to react to it. Say if your child's tugging on your top and having a meltdown in the supermarket or something. If you just start shouting back and grabbing them and like, get, let's get out of the shop or whatever. If you just breathe and take a few breaths, they'll pick up on your energy also, you feel like even though you're welcoming in the feelings of being out of control, you also accept it more, I find, and then you deal with the situation better. It's very powerful. Ocean, my little toddler, <laughs> um, he's actually my teacher at the moment because mm. he is teaching me patience like I've never, ever received it in my life. Mm. So he's sort of... Um, He's very repetitive when he wants something, which all toddlers are, because that's how they're communicating to get what they need. But it's it's quite difficult when you're trying to cook or you're trying to feed oh. or doing something or other. And it's that that he's teaching me so much. I'm literally his student and I'm trying to bow down to that sort of the lessons he's presenting to me. And I think we we can learn so much from young, younger generations. They don't have to be toddlers, but we can learn so much from people. Uh, and how that how they're communicating and what's that lesson for us and how we mm. receive that so I'm I'm working on that at the moment but Emma's brilliant at sort of he's very good at sort of responding to ocean but his energy is high like oceans as yeah. well so they're kind of like this, this <laughs> I don't know this high fury of energy. yeah it's it's wonderful to be around but it's also quite chaotic and like I said mm. previously we we're going to talk about the chaos of life honestly oh in yeah. another episode mm-hmm. but um so do you want to get stuck into yes let's um, do your birth story so I think we should start and um, how how you felt in the pregnancy was it very different mm. to the others you've had and um, do you yes. feel like it was more peaceful at the end um yeah tell us a little bit about that yeah the pregnancy was a little bit more difficult for me because I had a toddler in tow um and it sort of it takes away that time that you have to sort of be with yourself and meditate and, mm. and sort of connect frequently with your, your child that's inside. So I felt, I found that frustrating. Um, and I was tired because Emmett was away, but then when he came back, 
it really did alleviate so much. And my mom actually came and stayed with me for a bit to support me. But she, she was amazing because she's incredibly patient, the most patient person I've ever met or known. Um, and um, yeah, the last few weeks were intense, but I did find a sanctuary towards the end because it was, um, I started to say no to a few things. So I had a Blessing Way booked, as you know, because oh, you were going to yeah. host it. I was feeling very tired and I was feeling a bit trapped and mentally and everything else. And I just messaged everybody in our group chat and I said, guys, I'm so sorry, but I'm pulling this. I'm not feeling too good. And I need to really honor my body and my mind. And I said, no. And I said no to seeing friends. And I don't think I really saw anybody uh, before the birth because I really needed to hibernate and protect myself. And there were so many things going on in my life privately that I needed to just address. So, um, yeah, it was really powerful, like just to step into your power then, especially when, I mean, it was all organized. You had all your friends, some, you know, coming from long distances. And I think that takes a lot of strength to go. This is what my truth is telling me. And I need to actually just hibernate down now and relax. And it's amazing that you did that because a lot of women, you feel a pressure like, oh, I've got to tick this off. I've got to see people before the baby's here and connect with family. And actually, it's, it's the best thing in the last few weeks just to try and switch off the mind, stay at home more, get out in nature, all of those things, which you were doing. Which yeah. I was doing. And when, when Emma got back, it was just wonderful. It was just like I could kind mm. of piece things together again. I did say to him, let's not do that again. Let's not have oh, too yes. much time apart because we're such a unit and it just doesn't work for me. Like we'd not done that before. Mm. Um, and Ocean missed him immensely. But also I needed the baby to hear his voice external you know it was there was yeah. so much going on anyway he was the long it was the away filming for a long period then it was quite a while wasn't it yeah five six months he did come over um yeah but it was such short bursts um so where possible we're going to try and keep every the family unit together which is essential for us um but yeah okay. so we thought she was going to be early because mm-hmm. ocean was 41 weeks and four days she ended up being 41 weeks and two days mm-hmm. but um no she had different plans, <laughs> but obviously there was a little bit of pressure on me because I'm over 40 and um, there was a few complications along the way because I had a C-section, pr- mm-hmm. not intentionally, it was a, it was emergency C-section. So there was all those kind of complications. Mm-hmm. And I think the hospital were really, really mindful of that. I did choose a hospital birth um, and it was, it was only in the week, the end of the tail end of week 40. I'll move this along because you don't need to hear all the bits before. But No, it's good because I think that uh, especially a lot of women, I, I'm as a doula and a hypnobirthing coach, I work with a lot of women that are over 40. And I, I hate the term like, oh, geriatric mum and we've got to do this and the high risk. And it's like, no, <laughs> I can still go full term. I can still wait for my baby to choose when it's ready. And it's actually really powerful that you were talking so so intently about what you wanted with your team and they seem like they really honored it because some hospitals don't some do you've really got to choose that support system right you do Mm. your hospital really is important so make sure whoever's over there they have a good team so they had a really good VBAC Mm. team so they encourage women to give birth naturally um versus going for a c-section not that that's not natural but it's just you know Mm. they try to support you if you want that option and I did so they were they you know there was a few complications along the way so her heart rate was um we, we later found out why but her heart rate wasn't always that happy so I was checking in on with them and yeah. they were monitoring that and then it got to the point where um her movements just reduced a little bit mm. so then I sort of said well 
I'm going to, I pack my bag just in case. And I said, Emma, let's go to, let's just go and make sure everything's okay. So everything was okay. Um, but I wanted to listen to that intuitively. And then there was lots of things that were going on. So she was giving all the signs that she was wanting to come, but she wasn't really getting into the position or she would get into the position and then she would bob right back up again. Right. So she was, so it was becoming quite sort of difficult because her heart rate was really, really dropping. And um, they were concerned, but they were all the way through. Every single team were respecting every single wish that I had. And they also knew that I was really informed. So I'd done loads of research before, so I knew what to um what to sort of um and was this at, 40, is this at 41 weeks you were here is this when you're going through these back and forth visits just to yes check? yeah, there, yeah. Was a, there was a lot of back and forth and um and actually it, we got to that point where they were sort of well we need to maybe move this along a little bit because we are yeah. slightly concerned we don't want you to obviously have all these inductions because they couldn't actually because I'd, i had a um a c-section so you actually can't have any of the chemical inductions even if you wanted to you're not allowed it's not safe Mm. um so I didn't want any of those anyway even if I wasn't a VBAC patient um however I did towards the end because I was concerned about her opt for the balloon now it's not it's not a popular choice at all Mm. and um not many people do it but it's the most um it's the least invasive basically and and it's not there's no chemicals or anything but it is a form of induction so don't mm. ever think that it's not because it is mm-hmm. i did opt for that but then she was too far up so it, <laughs> so it Cheeky was monkey. Yeah, she so, was like no <laughs> yeah and then my contractions kept starting and slowing down and then starting and then slowing down and then they were really really respectful so me and emma ended up staying over it the overall time was sort of like three extra days before she came um and we had a lovely time we had a really nice time we had lovely vegan food and he actually ordered lots of takeaways um I actually one of the nights um my contractions really started but then she again bobbed back up again and I was reading up in the middle of the night um about sort of certain movements that you can do in positions and then Mm -hmm. the next day this was what was so wonderful the next day this a midwife came in, a, a young lady, actually, and she she came in to check on me very, very early in the morning. And I said, listen, I was reading up about these, this technique where you can kind of get your baby to lower itself down naturally. She went, I'm trained in this. Oh, wow. What was it called then? I've forgotten. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> was it like, did she do any rebozo work? Was it like a... That was it. Was it... Sorry. I think oh, it with the scarf, been... maybe with oh, the scarf. Oh, no, no, was it Because no, rebozo I mean... more, actually, not that many midwives are trained in it, but maybe it was... It could have been the like the hip squeezing. Was it a lot of pressure around your hips and like? No, it was literally getting me into another type of position. So it was sort of. Um, ah, okay. I had to get on my side because she found mm-hmm. out where the baby was, and then she sort of moved me onto my side. Then she got Emmett to hold me into a certain position and put my leg over the bed. So okay. it was really really interesting. And she says, "Just stay there for ten minutes, okay? And then you can do it again if you want to." I did ten minutes of this very very basic position that was very comfortable and Fion came down wow the doctors were like oh but I just thought it was so random that this midwife was trained in these particular techniques and she was like oh you know I'm so you know I'm so glad that you asked about that and what I later discovered was a lot of the midwives were quite 
um I, I not not frustrated but they've got these beautiful facilities which allow natural births mm. um and they're, oh they're amazing now I wasn't allowed in them because I was high risk but there was a high yes. risk pool that I was allowed to go in it has a camera in there and everything That's else good, you know this, that doesn't happen at many places they no. usually it's either high risk zone where it's a lot of like medical induction go 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 fast paced and a lot of people are quite stressed or it's like the beautiful birth centers with the waterfall rooms and all the light so it's great that they had a some somewhere in between oh they do and um it's got the camera in there so they could check to see if i ruptured or anything so that's what right. they were they were all the way through going yep yeah, you can have your if it's free we can absolutely do that no problem mm. um but anyway um again Fion kept moving though and a heart rate even though she lowered down mm. and we got her into a much better position there she is look yeah she's just opened her eyes she's like oh okay right we're talking about me coming out now <laughs> yeah um she basically um sorry I'm so distracted because the baby's I know, me too I am <laughs> um so cute. So she cute. she my her heart rate again was fluctuating they were concerned and there was a point where mm. I was going to have to go in for an emergency c-section again but ah. interestingly we did sign the papers, which I was really, I was really sad about this. I didn't want it, but it was getting to the point where we were really concerned. And so wait there, step back then. So did your, so when she lowered down, were your contractions getting into like, um, I don't know, like quite quickly or were they still like quite spaced, like 30 minutes apart? No, they when were quick. They were quick and then they would disappear. So, okay, they were, so they you were... were in active labor then, then. So when they were trying these positions with you, um how long would you say you're in like early stage labor then like um in I felt, in, like, I yeah. felt like I was in early stage labor for quite a few days actually so oh, it was okay. it, it it the problem was she was going in and out in and out mm. and the contractions were doing the same um so they would just stop literally mm-hmm. just stop and I they were like two minutes apart at one point and then they just disappeared oh right yeah so and then there were some concerns about her uh, uh, additional ones which I won't go into so we yeah. we we were signed up to go in for an elective c-section but I just want to touch on this mm. I was devastated just to add there but also the doctors were open to a natural c-section so a gentle c-section so they all agreed for lights down music playing they were going to lower the um the, the screen they were going to pull her onto me delayed cord clamping the only difference was was going to I was she was going to be coming out of my tummy again yeah, yeah. which um but then so I was queued up ready to go in they were all really positive they were all really calm with the doctors they were so so optimistic and you know they really wanted me to give birth naturally and in fact one of the uh, anesthetist came in and she wanted to understand what had happened last time she spent half an hour with me just going through all my notes and everything mm-hmm. saying I want to make this a positive outcome if we have to go down the c-section route um anyway about five minutes before I was meant to go to theater this was mm. just pure destiny or you know um alignment but my contractions started again oh yes <laughs> so I'll... I was like Emmett I can you just mention to the doctors that these they're two minutes apart they've they've started mm. again and and they really did they were coming in strong so they went no we're not doing this we're not doing this let's just relax you just great let's, let's let your body do what it needs to do and then they went on for about three hours and then the team swapped over you know as they do and yeah, then they yeah. came in and I said guys I'm really hungry contractions have now tailed off mm. which was so frustrating again I said I don't really want to do this c-section they were like no problem at all let's relax you have a nice evening get some food get some yeah. rest and let's just see how the night goes and the what the morning brings 
And so was this team a little bit more positive? Did you find like it was a fresh, nice to have a fresh new team come in? It's often I found with my first birthday when it when I'd been in there like six hours, but you could tell everyone had been on like 24 hour shifts. Like they, well, they looked like they had maybe not that long, maybe like 15 hours, but yeah. it was nice for a fresh new team to come in. It gives you like a new lease of energy. <laughs> Yes and no. So mm. yes, because they, like you said, the energy is great, but also I had to re, even though oh, my notes, yeah. notes were so Tell thorough, mm. I had to re go down the sort of explaining, but what was wonderful was all the doctors and the teams and the midwives, they all were really clued up about my situation and they were all very, just, they all seemed to have the same ethos of giving me my yeah. natural birth that I wanted. Um, I remember sort of saying to them all, listen, you know, I really want to do a pool birth um so please can we honor that and they were all like absolutely yes as long as it's free that you know it it, that became a complicated situation Mm. further down the line but anyway so we got our rested you know we rested that night we didn't we didn't go into theater we just had a lovely meal did they ease did they ease off a little bit then then when you went through the night they kind of ease off again yeah they just yeah the, the, the contractions completely sort of disappeared yeah it was frustrating again um and then the next day, things started to move again, mm. um, and my waters broke, um, but then nothing. And then, oh. her, then her heart rate really did go into a serious space. Mm. So then we were like, oh, and then I thought, right, no, I'm getting on my feet. So I got on my feet, and I just really, really focused, and I stood there, and there was a student midwife with me. She was really lovely, and she was just like, okay, um, I'm just going to give you some space. You do your thing. And then within five minutes, I managed to bring on my contractions, just focusing on my body and standing mm. up on my feet and letting gravity pull down. And Fionn obviously then really got into a position, proper position oh, this great. time. Well, and it's quite con- powerful when your oh. waters break, especially when they all go together, because sometimes people's early waters go and then the hind waters come later. But when, it's quite a powerful release. And often that's they can really come down quite strongly. But it does shoot their heart rate up. It can lead to a bit of making you feel so in- it's so intense because it, it kind of ups it a gear. So hopefully that was mm-hmm. the thing you needed well, to get into that more. It it was. And I said, oh, they're coming. And I thought, actually, I can handle these. This is different <laughs> yeah. to last time with Ocean. Um, but then mm-hmm. suddenly... They were coming really, really strong and fast. I'm talking, oh, yeah. I went from That's three what cent- happens when yeah. the waters go in. It just goes. It well, no, there was goes, such, but there was such a delay between the waters going. So that was their concern. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. That's why I got on my feet to to try and avoid oh, a C-section. I see. I see what you mean. Yes. Okay. So was there was, like, you had your waters and then there was a little bit of a break. But then it just maybe just needed that for baby just get into good position and then to kick off again. Yeah. yeah. So we, so I ended up on my feet um and I went from three centimeters to eight centimeters in 30 minutes and the pain wow. was excruciating I'm not gonna say it wasn't <laughs> and she got me a, a brilliant birthing stool and I thought you know what I can I can do this on this stool she went loads yeah. of women give birth on these stools Claire so this is really an option for you if you want to go down that road I said well no That's no I, re- I really want the pool they went well actually a lady's in there at the moment still recovering but it should be available yes. soon so I was like, and tell Perfect. me a bit about so because obviously you had a very long, drawn-out, early labour stage from like zero to four centimetres. It sounds like that was to try and get yourself into really active labour. It took a, a, quite a few days. Um, were you using a lot of the techniques that you'd practised in pregnancy? Were you, when you got to this point, was it hard to maintain them, those calming, like the breath work and the affirmations, because you'd been in there so long? Um, 
what things helped you through that because obviously you've gone you said it was very painful was there a lot of people in there was it a lot of pressure there weren't yeah I mean there was there was a lot all those things there wasn't um sorry I'm just going to give my little one a little drink it's all right yeah no worries I I think I think it's um that's one of I find it can be a trigger when there's a, a big change at hospital setting like say I always say to women when they go transfer into hospital often contractions can stop completely because your body's uh, re-regulating itself into a new environment but again it could be when you move from like oh we're going to go to emergency c-section to actually we're going to go into natural now it again can delay things and any big changes or a swap of shift of midwives um can actually lead your body to stop completely so it takes a little bit of work and it, I think it takes a lot more work in hospital and I have so much respect for people that do choose hospital because it's quite a tough environment to get yourself in a really strong, positive mindset. I think so. I agree with that. And I think, um, although I felt, I felt like um, every time they said C-section, my contraction started. So it triggered me. Right. Into, yeah, like, come on. <laughs> like, like to, you know, you know, to get the birth that I actually mm. wanted. Um, but I think, I suppose to give some kind of idea, usually if you are induced, um, you would, you would, dilate probably quite quickly and that's why they encourage you to have an epidural at that point because it's very very Mm. painful so what happened with me was with the equivalent to I I suppose a synthetic induction but my body did it and it was super fast and actually the midwives were like oh oh gosh and actually one of them said we've never seen someone manifest their contractions before this is really (laughs) awesome to see so it was very positive and there was only a few people around I wasn't being pestered people were gently popping their heads in if that um, the midwives were keeping everyone abreast on what was going on, and um, and I think, um, and then it progressed very quickly. So obviously, this, the uh, the wonderful student midwife was like, "Okay, I'm going to just sort of get the team together a bit more now." Um, mm. But as it did progress, um, again, her heart rate went into a state of sort of panic, and more so than it had prior so I was getting a bit nervous about that but I had this mm. wonderful doctor she was super optimistic really uplifting and she came in and she goes oh well you're 10 centimeters now Claire so we can definitely Great. have a look at this now she did warn me because I think there were concerns because um baby's heart rate was not in a great place and I, and mm. I did clock one midwife worrying a little bit not worrying in a way that to worry me but just sort of was like okay Claire things mm. might not go the way that we want them to go in terms of you know the birth you want but don't worry we're gonna make everything as positive as possible um but how did you handle that then so when they were talking mm, about you in the room well they're talking with me they weren't actually you know I mean no but I mean like discussing and talking with you of course but did you maintain to keep in a calm state or was it sometimes a little bit frustrated Mm. for a moment Mm. but then I thought no they're, they're doing everything they can. I can see they are doing everything they can mm. to give me a vaginal birth right now. They mm-hmm. literally are. Everyone was so quiet, uh, dimmed light. Me, my music was playing. It was all really gentle. Emmett was there. And, you know, this doctor was so optimistic. And she was just like, I am going to get forceps just in case. I yeah. am going to get the right team around me just in case. But this is really positive, Claire. But if we do have to go into theatre, don't worry. You know, we're going to do it very quickly, but I'm very positive here that we're going to do a natural birth. I'm really optimistic. Mm-hmm. Now, just to let everybody know, I did have an epidural. I did opt for it because I was mm-hmm. in a lot of pain. And I'm mm-hmm. so glad I did because I did it with Ocean. And it really, really grounded me. And I didn't, 
I had a, an epidural, but I could still feel the contractions. So I had it in a way that I could still let my body do what it was doing and honor mm-hmm. that, that because sometimes you have epidurals and you, you can't feel anything. And, and that's not really helpful to the body when you no. needed to do things. Um, could you move at all? Like with you, with yeah. were your arms okay? And oh, the, everything like, was fine. Yeah, you could. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, then, yeah. I've been at a few births where I say it's changed into an epidural. I think when it's more of a, oh, quick, let's yeah. get an epidural and they're on the backs the whole time. They can't really move. And that's a, a thing I think a lot of people think, I'll have an epidural and it'll be smooth running then. And actually they don't realize it can delay labor by days because your body just shuts down. But it's great that it was a bit more active and you could feel the sensations and you could check in oh, so, yes. it, so they do like a left dose is it or something like that um I, I think it's down to the anesthetist really mm. but I mean I think they were very aware that I wanted to be able to keep moving my body as much as I could mm. within reason you know but also um I used a peanut a yes. peanut ball which you can use for epidural so I could get on my side I could get my my body into a much more optimum position um mm. and um I did have to go on my side to support her because she was more happy when my body was on its side so um um in the end you know by the time we got to the point where she says you're 10 centimeters we're gonna do some practice pushes and I thought there's no such thing as practice pushes I looked I think <laughs> I probably said that. <laughs> I said we're doing this aren't we and she was like well we're gonna probably get the baby out in the three pushes <laughs> I'm very positive about this and and actually um um the nurses were really great they were sort of saying the midwives were saying just imagine it's like a u-bend and just Mm. push that little bit further each time just push 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 and I did and they actually said this is really great pushing Claire and I was like oh thanks very much (laughs) um and then um unfortunately they did have to cut me which so many women Ah, experience um um, often it does increase when you have an epidural the episiotomy that's what the technical term but um it's a tricky one with that because I know if anyone listening does have an epidural you can actually ask for a smaller one um, or for something at that time as well. You can have like a hot flannel, but obviously in the moment it's hard you to can. get, isn't it? Like hot flannels and things. They like can that, turn but... it down as well. So they can, they can reduce yeah. the amount um, that you That must've been hard though. Could you not feel then you couldn't feel that much there because it numbed the area, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean, I could, I yeah. could feel, but not mm. the way that I guess you wouldn't in, in hindsight. I'm so glad I had the epidural because of what, mm followed then but I they mm. did use forceps but in all fairness oh, she, right. she she came out um fast and she her caught the reason why her heart was in such a her cord was around her neck twice very tight very oh, yeah. tight um oh, grace I remember Grayson coming out he had it like four times round he had a really long cord and I was like oh my goodness I'm wrapping it round it's like it kind of freaks you out when they first come out like that but yeah. it does it does often happen that way that they get it around the necks um but, but I bet was... you were just so relieved. Then, what did you do in that moment? Did they place baby straight? Oh, straight away. And yeah, yeah. Straight away, she was. She was. Oh, look! Placed... Listen to the little noises. I, love I know. Oh, she was so placed beautiful. on me straight away. It was wonderful, and um, you know, actually, though, sorry, just lifting her up here, yeah, just, just getting her comfortable <laughs> with all the wires. <laughs> Hello, um, oh. Emma nearly fainted. Did he? <laughs> was he your head end? Was he well, like he touched the baby's head and yeah. um and then but it wasn't the it wasn't blood, it wasn't all that. It was the emotion. Yeah. Mm. It was the it was the emotion for Emmett. And he said it was just like it was overwhelming, you know. Uh, he had been there days and he just, you know, he just was feeling it too. Uh but he was I mean, you must have been so tired after being there. Oh, I couldn't imagine that. Like I've been at home births before where they'd been the days leading up, but I mean to be in that environment as well, in hospital, away from home, and 
the build-up <laughs> was a long time for you. How many nights were you there then? Uh, three, three, three nights. Wow, I think yeah. it was three, yeah. I'm just going to lift her up a little bit. He did so well to come out, to still have a positive mindset through it and to feel that you were still being supported and looked after and like happy with the, the environment. That's Because, you know, obviously we have very different views on environment because I think that's always and people listening you've got to honor where you feel safe like for me it's been in my home environment with my kids birthing but for you the hospital felt safest and we've got to honor that and listen to that and and actually some people feel better with a team supporting them around them Whereas I was more just doing it on my own. <laughs> I know, oh, but I, and I think, I know, she's, she's sort of wrestling here a little bit, but, <laughs> you know, it, it's so true that, you know, we've all got these different versions of what we want, but I have to say mm. I was super relaxed in the hospital and my house, I don't know, it's not, I didn't feel like it was the place that I wanted to birth a, a, a child, but also um, I felt like um, it was just part of my journey and I'm, I'm quite yeah. proud of having a hospital birth yeah. because I, I did do my research and I did find the right sort of hospital and the right sort of people within the hospital yeah. who cared enough to give you the the birth that you want and empower you um they want that for you but yeah. interestingly I was doing a lot of research afterwards and not many doctors are trained in forceps anymore and yeah. I'm not saying forceps are forever because they're not I mean um, that's a whole thing in itself mm-hmm. it's but also there's a lot a lot of misconception around forceps they they help deliver the baby out so they're not like pulling on the baby it's sort of guiding Mm. the baby and you've got to have the right doctor knowing what they're doing but most are training in c-sections these days Mm. and they're opting for that versus but it's crazy that because it's like one in three actually I think it's even more than one in three now that have cesarean sections and um and it should be so and kind of the national guidelines they should be like between one and five percent like that that is when you really need it in a medical emergency but it's just getting so as soon as someone's had one, usually you were lucky that they didn't push you to have a cesarean section. But the birth group I do monthly at my cafe, they so many women come in and say, oh, no, they said because I had a cesarean last time, I have to have one this time. Yeah, and it true. depends. It really depends on what hospital. And it's like you said about your waters going. Some hospitals have a policy. It's 24 hours until you have to have the baby. So they'll take you through the forceps or induction or whatever um, or cesarean. But other hospitals have 48 hours. And. Mm-hmm. One lady I work with, uh, she was 43 and she waited five days after her waters went and absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. She just went in for monitoring and beautiful birth, natural birth. And so it just shows you that I think they see most women as the same and we're all so different. We have different bodies, different cycles, and we all have to listen to that. And I'm just so glad that, well, I hope you felt informed, like you've made the informed choices throughout your birth because that is the key. It doesn't matter what of course we all want a calm birth but it doesn't matter where it escalates to but only if it's your choice you know so if you're opting for that and saying hey this is what I want yes I made that decision if I want to go into theatre or I decided if I want to leave the hospital or whatever it is Mm. it's it it is interesting and actually all the midwives well the ones that worked with me throughout the days they got quite close and I think they get emotionally attached to you and they always hope for you to have the birth that you want these ladies really do and actually one of them came up to me a wonderful woman and we we got to know each other really well and she just said thank you you really kind of restored my faith in women giving birth the way that they want to and being empowered thank you and she actually thanked me because I I stuck Mm -hmm. to my guns so much or when I was there but also no one was twisting my arm up my back or anything like that you know people were very respectful but I still had to protect my 
my outcome Your space and my space, space. Yeah. yeah so so but it was you know once she was out and we were cuddling she roared she was like Rah! I went I love you and she went into my face I thought <laughs> yeah she's definitely a Scorpio this girl um <laughs> but yeah no it was it was great I was exhausted afterwards and um and but it the recovery was so different to having an emergency section now I will say there's lots of women out there that have elected c-sections because it's the right choice for them Mm. but their recovery is much better than sometimes a woman that has an emergency section so you know we all choose the right path for us and I totally Mm. respect that I have lots of friends that have elected ones and it's worked out perfectly for them but I didn't want to go down that road again because I found it quite traumatic afterwards um and and is there a reason because I think a lot of women I mean I know I was never educated when I was child or through school I don't what were the reasons you didn't want a cesarean this time because a lot of people I don't think they realize the the health benefits to the baby of actually doing the the fact that you you know you had a choice then you could have easily gone okay we're just going to get this baby out we're going to go cesarean I've had it before It, it might be a quick option now to get this baby out but why did you choose to carry on what what was it what are the key benefits for natural birth to you so it was it was multiple th- reasons so it was obviously mm. I wanted to experience it I wanted to know what it was like mm. that was one of the reasons but I also wanted the benefits for her because the, there's so much to gain for for Fion when she was to be born that way um I also found personally the c-section quite traumatic mm. um and I wondered what the impact would be like that because of how I was feeling on her I'm not saying it's, in, it's the same for other women because they're very excited about it and it it, mm-hmm. You know, but that's just where my head was at. And I'm trying to be honest. Um, yeah. The recovery I found really difficult for a C-section. It was so painful for me. I mean, it's full abdominal surgery. I mean, I, I think a lot of women don't realise that. That is like having a, you know, a full accident and, and them opening you up and having this trauma to your body. And I just, um, I think I, I, the reason I touch on this is because I think in our day and age, it's become, I suppose we follow a lot of celebrities and different people on social media and it's become a kind of ease to just have a elective cesarean and what I want to touch on was how powerful I can't tell you for little one there to have a natural birth to come through the birth canal for her microbiome Mm -hmm. which is like we have more bacteria in our body than human cells I find that the most fascinating fact so she will absorb all of your good bacteria she came through that birth canal it would have been covered with her as she, she, she went to skin to skin through that tract. And what people a lot don't understand, that sets them up for their whole life ahead, their immune system. Now, uh, it is missed on a cesarean section. And we do find that later in life, they can have a few more issues um, with different health concerns and things. So it's and, and as well, the benefits, there's so much research done on how they take to breastfeeding, how they take to the maternal bond between mother and baby and and just how they are as a newborn but you know it's, it's so it's I just think it's important to touch on the benefits so a lot of people listening don't might not know you know but also people... it, it, they also mentioned that the baby's temperaments can be so different because of the types of births that we we offer them so it was there was, there was like you know all those reasons that you mentioned but also it it was I wanted to be able to hold my toddler and hold my baby afterwards mm. but I felt like when I when I had Ocean, I couldn't lift, and Emma mm. would be lifting him to me to feed, and it was a, it was really hard on my body, and that might have been just me. So I can't speak for everybody. I can yeah, only course, speak from my yeah. own experience here that I found it personally very difficult. Mm. But 
this time around I managed to so I've got I've got a take on both and if I was to choose which would I do if I ever had another one mm. I would opt for vaginal birth again because amazing That's it, it felt really yeah it felt very empowered it felt like um and I would still probably I, I actually feel like I'm done though but I I am um, <laughs> I was gonna ask <laughs> famous that. last words have any more no, any more I, babies no I'm very That's happy what I said and I'm I'm here with four now <laughs> one in my little womb here <laughs> I know it's amazing but I do think that you know I would opt try and do a natural birth again like mm. you know I've made two attempts at trying to do that and it just hasn't worked for me so but it doesn't make me shy away from that mm. that opportunity to do it again if I wanted to in the future so um yeah we will have to see oh have you gone hello we had a bit of a glitch guys so sorry um about that but april suddenly just vanished from the uh for the from the chat and the podcast so we obviously had to pause and reboot so here we are we've rebooted yes so we thought we'd um i'd just ask and get and a knowledge for your postpartum period as well obviously you're juggling now having two kids You've got a little one live on the podcast with you. How are you finding it after you've had the baby? Um, well, initially when I came out, I had lost quite a lot of blood mm-hmm. and there was a bit of recovery there. And then I got a bit of mastitis and then I had a bit of a break and I, ha- I felt like I was really recovering well. And then Christmas came with all the viruses and bugs going around and I felt like I've been hit with those. So I'm looking forward to a bit of a clear run where I can just focus mm-hmm. um, and let my body be at its best. Um, but certainly... It's been lovely. It's been lovely. She's been really, she's laughing at me now. I think she knows because we messed up with the, with the, with the video. Yeah. She's like, yes, I've sabotaged their podcast. Um, but yes, um, I, it's been really lovely. And Ocean's been amazing with her. I mean, you know, toddlers, they don't know their own strength, but certainly he's been really gentle with her and he's been kissing her mm. and cuddling her, sometimes Aww. cuddling a bit too hard. But, you know, we're teaching him slowly that um, you do it very gently. And, you know, it's just been really lovely. And Emmett's been great. She's been sleeping well, uh, touch wood, quick. Um, she seems and- so calm. She's got such a calm energy. Like every time we keep doing our meetings and things, she's just so relaxed and it's amazing. I think she's going to be a strong energy. And- I think she's taking it all in. Like these little people, my mum always said, your baby lets you know what who they are very, very mm. early on in the first few weeks. Um, and my brother was a very sleepy baby. And she said, you were just sort of very vibrant and awake. And you'd be like, here I am. I want feeding. Feed me now. But you were mm. very content. And she said, and there was such a difference, but you were both happy babies. And I think Fionn is very, very, she takes everything in. She's sort of very alert. She's got these much bigger eyes than Ocean. Whereas Ocean, sort of in reflection, he was sort of sometimes a bit like, oh, oh. and I think that's his energy. He kind of wants mm. to hustle on and move on to the next thing where she takes things in and just, uh, yeah, she's going to be, she's a Scorpio. He's a Cancerian. I, they're very, very different. Um, and I think, you know, if you look at them, you think he would be the Scorpio. But I think Scorpios can be very grounded. Mm. And when I'm also a Scorpio, but we can be misinterpreted a little bit that we're going to be really vivacious and feisty and aggressive. And that's not mm. actually true. And I think she'll, she's she's taking everything in. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll be like, gosh, in five years time, I'll be like, oh, my gosh, she's totally a Scorpio. <laughs> I've got this all to come now. With, I'm so, I feel like it's really set in more real as I've gone past the halfway mark. I'm like. I'm actually going to meet this one in April. Like it's around my birthday time. So I'm a Taurus and oh. my little boy's a Taurus. He was actually, I went into labor on my birthday. 
And this one is due around my birthday again. And it's also Earth Day, very powerful. So I'm thinking, how about if we all share a birthday? <laughs> That'd be so funny. A big party at yours. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to go all out when the, the April month comes around. But yeah, it's like, I'm so excited just to see who she is because actually this time so actually to announce to the podcast I found out I'm having a little baby girl um and I've never found out before I've always done it very I usually do like a wild pregnancy don't really have many scans but as I had a loss two years ago I just wanted reassurance to see baby and on the scans and things uh but I felt and my little girl was so excited she's like I want to find out so how amazing that both of us are going to have baby girls I know it's always (laughs) funny you know when I was having a boy everybody was having a girl when I was having a girl, I knew I was this time. Everybody seemed to be having boys. And then I was hoping you would have a girl. And then, <laughs> yes. then you, when you announced it, I was like, oh, yes, another yes. girl. But, you know, what's Aww. interesting is, um, very briefly, they did a study where they found out that some women are designed. I might have mentioned this before, but some women are designed to bring up just daughters and girls and mm. women. Um, and some women are better at bringing up men. So that's what you find. Some women have all boys and no girls and vice versa. But yeah. some women are designed to bring up boys and girls. And they've discovered this. That's me. Like, yes, that's you <laughs> and me. So we were in that category yeah. that we can kind of mentor both types of genders. Whereas some women are so, they're going to be so well designed in their makeup to bring up men. So well mm. done to those women and well done to those women that bring up women as well. Yeah, it's so powerful. And um, well, I thought we'd finish, like come to a close then. And yeah. um, I, we'd love for people who are listening, perhaps if you're pregnant, maybe you're not, maybe you're thinking about having a baby in future, or you've had a baby and you want to share your story with us. I actually run a positive birth group completely free in Cheshire um, every month where people come and share the stories and we do birth education. And I thought it'd be really lovely if you came on our Instagram and we'd love to share your comments um, and posts. So just tag us in them, share your stories. um, And we'll be launching this very soon, this episode. And it'd be so nice to connect with you all. I've got some circles coming up. So hopefully I can meet some of you there as well. Yes. (laughs) April circles are amazing, by the way. I would go as a a, a regular customer, as it were, you know, I'd sign up and go to your beautiful, beautiful circles and they they were amazing and I bring friends with me as well that were not familiar with it they're not familiar with the spiritual side of things and they really got so much from your your women's circles so thank you for hosting them oh thank you I just love it it's like I feel so in alignment when I'm just with women I think we all need that we're very isolated and we we try and keep really busy in this crazy world and it's nice just to connect especially with strangers sometimes mm. you feel like you can just be a bit more honest and open and with someone you don't quickly, know quickly your each circle holds different energy you don't know what's going to come up and sometimes it's a, a similar theme with all women there or and sometimes it's very diverse but they're, they're the energetically they're all so different and you just don't know what that day is going to be so it's a, a wonderful healing space so guys get on board with that because uh, they're wonderful they're wonderful they really are oh, well thanks for tuning in everyone today and uh yeah have, we'll have a, we'll speak soon yes have a great day bye-bye Bye. if you've enjoyed listening to with intention why not give us a fabulous rating Help us connect with more like-minded people like yourselves and build out our fabulous community. Or subscribe to our podcast and you'll never miss an episode.